There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, everyone. It's Wheezy from the Horrible Decisions podcast. I wanted to tell you guys what I'm doing to celebrate my Valentine's Day. I'm going to Jolie Beauty Bar. It's an event they're doing called Galentine's Day. No men allowed. Sorry if you want to come and, you know, try to get something happen. It's only for the ladies. But it's uh, basically going to be an event where they're going to be having a bunch of beauty services going on, free wine, female-owned pop-ups. Um, there's going to be like a braid bar. They do some really amazing events. I love coming out there. So you should definitely check it out. It's in the East Village. Um, I'm also going to be giving some dating advice. Honestly, I don't know how well it'll go. I would just say sex advice is pretty much what I could give you. But if you want to have some fun with me, it's going to be going down after work time, uh, 6 to 9 on February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day. So if you actually have a bow, you can have time for that. It's at 44 East 1st Street in New York in the East Village. Um, you could take the F train or Bleecker Street to get there. Um, I can't wait to see you guys and let's have some fun. Hi guys. Um, I guess this is this is kind of odd. This is a different dynamic. Welcome to another episode of Horrible Decisions. I'm your girl Mandy B, and we have a special co-ho. Hey, co-host today. Co-ho. Host. <laughs> a horrible host. Hello. Hey, Mandy. Um, we have Michelle Hope. Um, in place of Wheezy for this episode. Wheezy is out of town. Y'all know she be dying and bopping or whatever. So we have Michelle and. You guys absolutely loved her on our last episode. And for the month of February, what me and Weezy decided to do is bring on couples. It only makes sense. It's the month of love. Why the fuck not? Exactly. So we have a wonderful couple um, in the building with us today. I wanted to go ahead and maybe catch up with Michelle yeah. because she's been fucking rocking since she came on to our last show. So do you want to update our listeners on what's been up with you? I mean, absolutely. I've been <laughs> grinding it out. Grinding. So I have a book uh, for young women dropping February 20th. You guys can go on Amazon and check it out. It's called A Girl's Guide to Sex Education. Yes. And it's like over a hundred honest answers to like the burning questions of teens. Could you add like what are a couple of the questions? Well, I mean, it kind of goes through everything. I'm so mad I, I forgot to bring you one. But um, it goes through everything from puberty to hygiene. Like one of the questions was, why do I have dimples? 
and on my butt and thighs. <laughs> and my response was, welcome to womanhood, honey. <laughs> there it's, you go. <laughs> it's called cellulite. And, it, and we have to have it. Right, right. right. You know, as women, I think that we are bombarded with images of, you know, touched up girls, touched up women, even if you're curvy and lovely or thin. And um, I, I don't have a lot of curves, but, you know, I still have the cellulite. And that's a very normal, natural part of being a woman. Yeah. And it's important to our ability to reproduce. So I really the book is really designed just to be a conversation starter. Parents, if you're going to buy it, you need to read it first because the book was intended to give young people people a language that they can take to their trusted knowledgeable adults and oh, ask like deeper questions right like i love that i have become some type of youth guru when it comes to <laughs> sex but without having children <laughs> like, mind you um but i think that what it's really about is giving people uh, a language and a normalcy to these kinds of conversations that yeah. especially in our community we often don't want to talk about it talks about virginity loss and getting married even mm -hmm. so it kind of covers a lot of stuff so that is coming up and then also like i mentioned to you the um dj envy february 19th february live. 19th yes. highline ballroom yes. i actually let michelle know i will be in the building i'll just be coming back from la so jesus christ don't get on me if i look a hot mess but <laughs> i'm gonna be a hot mess i love you thank you <laughs> but um yeah this is um, loudspeaker production. Yeah. Um, Gia and Casey, they have uh, Gia and Casey, Gia and Envy Casey have a great show. Yeah, um, and they have Michelle as a fucking guest, so yeah. it can't be anything but awesome. Yeah. I think that how they discuss their relationship on their podcast is amazing, so and real. I'm sure that you have such great things yeah to i mean to this it. isn't the first time i've worked with them i'm excited because one it's the night before my book drops two it's right after valentine's day yes. three you know they have three daughters so yeah. like mm. and they work in hip-hop and the industry and you know there's a lot to unpack there being minorities and working in entertainment i mean look what's going on with the me too I'm movement yes. and so there's going to be a lot we're going to unpack and i i really hope that you know podcasts like the one we're doing right now and podcasts like that continue Continue to lead us to deepen our discussion. Right. Right. Not only in our uh, communities, uh, but also our neighborhoods and even right. more importantly, our own dinner tables. Right. So we can start unpacking some of this mister this this mysticism around sex and sexuality and kind of reclaim that in what works for us but let's talk about no, marriage well, well it's so funny because i wanted to get into everything you just said i, I the last time you was here wheezy went on her little um rant. woke rant and i actually have one today and i want to share kind of my distaste so i was invited to the so shameless podcast mm -hmm. um with tahoe who at that point i considered a friend um, and after listening back to the episode, like my heartbeat is beating fast right now, just talking about it. Um, the conversation was about body image mm -hmm. and, um, specifically he's fat shamed a lot with his podcast with Cuddy. And so the conversation had me and Lyris. Lyris is a plus size model who won project runway. And as we were talking, there were just some things that as a friend, I one felt uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important that when men and women share a friendship, that there's that level of respect that remains there. Mm -hmm. And so as we're talking about body image and as I'm talking about how curvier women are objectified and sexualized, at a, even at a very young age, I had hips and butt and thighs yep. and older men would look at me because those were woman parts to have. You right. know what I mean? And so as I'm explaining this, 
he decides to bring up my sexual assault mm. that happened on the train. Um, for I'm not going to get into that, but basically I was riding the train home from work. And as anyone who lives in New York knows, rush hour, the trains get packed, and a guy unzipped his pants and had his dick on me. Oh, wow. so, so Tahoe sorry. knew that this happened to me. He brought it up as a segue into pretty much saying that the podcast that we do here, me talking about sex, me being open about my sexuality, pretty much saying that I should expect this behavior from men. And I tried to sit here and say, listen, that man probably had no idea I had a fucking podcast. And to sit here and know that men are out here thinking that because women like you or women like me or Wheezy should expect a certain behavior from men, it really, 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 like, I, I cried. <laughs> On the podcast, as y'all know, I probably don't show many emotions when it comes to myself, actually. I really don't, you know, I'm not very emotional, period. And for me to cry and for him not to understand where I was coming from really, really, really put me in a place. And so I posted my thoughts about this online and I want to read a comment. Y'all know we be reading our motherfucking comments. <laughs> so I'm going to bring a comment that I posted onto the Horrible Decisions page. This is a listener who wrote under Tahoe's um, page he said at full court pumps i'm going to have to be honest with you let me start by saying i love you and wheezy and listen to your show weekly you didn't deserve to have some creep treat you like that on the train however dun, dun, dun. you and wheezy talk about doing host shit and having rape fantasies and all other kinds of crazy shit that is wild to most people i understand why tahoe would think and say what he said he apologized to you on air uh, as well as in here, and it's like you want to kill dude for having a quick thought of, or opinion. You have to relax, Ma. Once again, this is a grown man pretty much sitting here saying, I like your show. It's cool and all. But listen, Tahoe was right. You do need to expect this from men. And throwing that however or that but in there just kind of like really, 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 really irked me. Um and it's something that I feel like a lot of our women listeners, and we have a lot of male listeners, um, we'll get into our guests and how we even <laughs> met, but to know that men think that because I discuss kinks or because sex, and you're a, a, a sex expert, mm -hmm. um, or even a woman with curves, that we should expect this behavior from men. It's, it's really disgusting. And my advice to this was it needs to start in the home. I think a lot of our young boys, our young guys are not being taught that there are certain things that you should not do. Um, there's a certain level of respect you have to have for all women, not just your mom, not just your sister, but any woman that you meet, even in public. Mm -hmm. And I know that you talked talk with this about young children. And I, I mean, again, I think that this it, it definitely does have to start in the home, but it starts way before that. Like we're talking about a cultural shift. So I, I, that's one, two. And, and first and foremost, I, I want to apologize, one, for your Thank experience you. on the train, um, and two, that you were re-victimized in a public space. Yeah. Because that what that person doesn't realize they did, one, is deeply rooted in the very rape culture we are all trying to fight with shows like this. Mm -hmm. If you're not aware, rape culture is a society that has normalized um, sexual assault, or victim blaming on women. And, and, and that is to shame them and call um, what happened to them their own faults because yeah. of their behavior. Yeah. Okay, that is wrong. Um, one. Two, uh, victim blaming is also 
um, devaluing your experience. And and as a friend, you kind of just don't expect to hear that from a friend. It's like, okay, maybe you're talking about it, but to literally sit here and segue from my sexual assault to my podcast and what I do, Mm -hmm. I just felt like this is really how you feel. You really feel like I deserved this in a way or that I should just expect this in my day to day life. And it's just it's well, the thing is here is now I'm going to shift. And and as frustrated as I'd like to be with the individual that did that to you, I have to be angry at society. Yeah, because I don't know how old that person is. Forty two. Okay, so for 42 (laughs) years of that person's life. Yeah, we have normalized locker room talk and normalized slut shaming and 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 um you know the virgin and the slut like the madonna (laughs) whore complex and and women of color especially have been marginalized sexually and that which we don't have time for and (laughs) i won't get into um, roots back into you know a slavery mentality yeah Mm -hmm. um and 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 even you know this me too movement and the feminist movement of the 70s there was often a missing voice and that was the voice Mm -hmm. of women of color um so i think that this is we're right now we're in a sexually revolutionary time and and we don't even realize we're in the middle of history right now and we're 50 years from now this is what's going to be talked about in the books and how women of color stood up not only for the objectification of their bodies but just the response from other black men yeah we're already torn down by you know, so many different other cultures and to know that a black man who's supposed to stand next to his black queen and uplift her would sit here and pretty much blame her. Well, is like, listen, look, we like well, both society looking, we really has, need to get into but, it. But society yeah. has taught him that. So I would say to him, um, do what Tax Stone did. Tax Stone invited me on his podcast to help break down what rape culture really was. Now, that's a that's an OG thug. Okay, beloved. <laughs> free tax, free tax zone. But All right. the fact that he even took the time to engage in that type of dialogue, which is speaks what, volumes. Well, which is what I believe Tahoe tried to do. Um, but there's a difference when you really want to listen to somebody and learn from them, and there's a difference from when you want to say things for shock value or say things to let me know that you're not really listening or to invite me onto your platform and pretty much degrade me for the entire two hours i listened back and it was just very hurtful to 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 listen to um you guys are in the podcast realm the couple that we have here and so i'm sure you guys um took heed to it and and listened Mm -hmm. um if you guys have any thoughts share you can share now before we get into introducing y'all um (laughs) (laughs) yes Um, let the woman go first thank you um I did listen, and I know me and you spoke kind of briefly about it, and I was just saying that I was, I was hurt for you, and I, you know, I felt like if I was in that situation, I would have been truly frustrated, embarrassed in some ways I because, and that's and that's the worst feeling in the world. Sometimes it's like to feel like you're going on to some place to help educate, and you end up made to feel like you are. Um, like again, the at fault for things that happened to you, and that's the first thing I thought of when the whole correlation between your show and what happened to you was made, was, you know, how, you don't even know if he listened. Like right, he no, right. he's just a perv. He's just a creep who did that to you. And one, these things do not. One doesn't beget the other. It's just because you speak on sexuality or you are more sexually open or then um, and vocal about it than more most people are. That does not therefore warrant somebody treating you that way 
ever, ever in life. And I think all of our listeners, anyone who likes to wear little dresses, mm. any woman who's out here with curves or has a big butt or has, you know, I have triple D breasts, like mm. your cleavage, none of this, you know, makes it to where you should expect a certain behavior from someone. Mm. Um, and it's, it's never, I think the bottom line is understanding yeah. that people who have experienced sexual harassment or sexual assault, it's never their fault. It doesn't yeah. matter what yeah. you've done. And mm -hmm. as somebody, I, I am an advocate of um, women who've experienced sexual assault. I myself have experienced sexual assault. And it does not matter what the situation is. No means no. Yep. And, um, at the, and and I think to, to that point, we as women, we have to understand... I don't give a shit Hello. if you was Hello. butt naked, <laughs> pussy out, finna do a double back handspring, triple cow sow on the dick. Mm -hmm. In midair, if you change your mind, you have that fucking right. There you yeah. go. And men, we have to get to a point that you understand that your erect dick is not a speeding fucking bullet train. Hello. And it can stop. Mm -hmm. And if a woman says no or a woman isn't saying anything at all, Y'all gotta check in. Y'all gotta check out. <laughs> like, like at the end of the day, it's about communicating, and I hope to empower women to understand you have the right to say no at any point, all the mm -hmm. time. Yep, with any partner, mm -hmm. your husband, your lover, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. If you go to a sex kink party, it does not matter. Mm -hmm. Your body mm -hmm. is your body. Preach your voice sister. is your choice. So please she speak preaching, up. Don't she? Yes. God I know. God, she I'm, be I'm so, so sorry. No, no, okay. no. You're great. You're great. So again, guys, um, I'm super excited about this episode. And so this is a very special couple. Um, <laughs> I guess we That's can sweet. kind of mention how we met. This is one of the couples that we met at the Brilliant Idiots live yep. show. Um, and if I recall let you know I, I actually met about three four couples that night so i want to recall tj listened first to yeah. horrible to horrible yes. decisions yes so this is so funny this is at the end of the brilliant idiots live show and this couple walks up to me and danny was like my husband wants to take a picture with you he says he listens to your podcast and tj was like i love everything you do i'm gonna get my wife to listen mm -hmm. and Shortly after that, I believe he made you a listener. Mm -hmm. We've been talking ever since. I exchanged numbers, and mm -hmm. I love everything that you guys do. They actually do have their own podcast as well, yes. Lovers Coral. And do you want to explain maybe to our listeners what you guys do? And then I want to talk about how, why y'all are so special. Okay, so <laughs> as far as Lovers Quarrel or uh, just both, everything, everything. everything. Okay, yeah. well, you know, um, well, I'll start with the podcast. We have a show called Lovers Quarrel. Um, we come out. I'll arguably say bi-weekly um, um, and we basically talk marriage relationships sometimes what's going on in the world and how that, that impacts marriage relationships we actually had kind of a conversation about the Me Too movement and you know um, expectations of men and women when it comes to uh, sexual interactions of any type and um, we yeah we just we talk about what goes on in our lives we kind of um, have a quarrel where we, he and I, sometimes, even though we've been together for a long time, <laughs> we yeah. definitely don't see eye to eye on everything. A um, lot of things, but, I, you know, that's, that's relationships, and and, and, that, and that's what happens. But uh, with creating a podcast, it allowed us to spend time together and kind of learn uh, learn each other all over again, you know, mm -hmm. see each other's points and, and build from there. So uh, originally when we had it, um, it was called To Be Determined. And okay. Then, we started. We I decided like Lovers Core much better. I do so too. So do we. It I makes sense. So yeah, we rebranded. <laughs> we wanted to have a family, so we had our daughter. So we stopped, 
And then when we came back, we decided that we was going to change the name and change the dynamic. You know, at first we were trying to do what everyone was doing. Right. Everyone's talking about pop culture, whatever. But we was like, let's let's get back to who we are. Let's mm-hmm. talk about Which our relationship, important. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been together, what, going, going on, on 14? 14 years. 14 so years. I, I, but okay, before, stop. Well, right, she's like, stop. <laughs> stop. I, I wanted to say that that's why we brought this couple on for this specific episode. We talk a lot about non-monogamy on this show. Mm-hmm. And this couple right here has actually only been with each other. They are high school sweethearts. (laughs) Um, And so we actually wanted to do an episode where we can cater to our monogamous viewers. Mm -hmm. um, Because although me and Weezy be out here about that shit, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, And don't believe in monogamy. I wanted to definitely cater to our listeners like, well, bitch, I ain't letting my nigga fuck nobody, you know, nobody else. So I definitely (laughs) wanted to get into that. So what we like to do. But every show before we kick it off is do a kink of the week. I'm excited. I'm ready. So, <laughs> look, she ready. <laughs> oh, God. Did you bring something? Oh, Lord. Michelle, y'all know she be having her little bag of tricks. Oh, my God. I'm- so I'm going to go ahead and explain it. So the kink of the week for this week is called sounding. Do either of you guys know what I've, sounding is? I've heard of okay, sounding. Okay. I have not. It makes sense for the man to know what it is. So no. sounding is also known as cock stuffing. I'm still lost. This is the practice of inserting something into the urethra. Um, I didn't know, honestly, when I read this, I was like, wait, men can stick things inside their pee hole? Like, mm-hmm. uh, yes. And so- Besides, like, the, the, the little, like, I was about to call it a pap smear. But, like, what? you know when they go to the doctor? Yes. And they, but yes. So, so the process, it usually is done in, like, um when people get their urethra, like if they need something cleared from the urethra. So it's a small metal rod, or it could be um, a plastic tube Mm -hmm. that could reach all the way to the bladder. And for... I can't even imagine. He's grabbing my arm. (laughs) For some people, for some people, um, this can also, you can reach the prostate from the front. So you can penetrate what, what you would consider to be the unpenetrable. So right? yeah, so it says so, that. Also note that there it is. Ne- you need necessary equipment. Yes. Um, for, and you can buy kits online. You can buy them online. It says that you don't need much experience, but basically, it's something that you can look. At. Our male in here is just shaking <laughs> his mother, like his head. Um, it says that you don't need to have the full kit or even a full sound to but, start. What, do you know about can, penis plugs? Yeah. Uh, well, let's go back up. <laughs> <laughs> look, she's breaking it down. I'm like, Whoa. a little bit. <laughs> um. I, I mean, this is definitely a very kink space, right? Okay. But for me, because you know me, I always got to bring it back to <laughs> learning your something. Um, w- what we really need to focus on is the risk. Okay. Okay. Because there are risks associated. Yes, absolutely. So, so studies have been done to mm-hmm. look at the type of people who are into this behavior mm-hmm. and what type of sexual risk that they have. Okay. So studies have found that people who do who are into this kink tend to have higher risk factors of STIs. Okay. Um, including HIV. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they tend to have multiple partners, some of which they may or may not know. They tend to have partners they don't know. These, oftentimes, this is all associated with the kink? It, specifically the type of kink, like finding somebody who's going to put a catheter in you or is going to put a rod in you. It, it tends to be people who are also very kinky. Okay. Which, now, I'm not saying that people in the kink space are at higher, higher risk. risk. However, you have to understand that the more partners you have, mm-hmm. um, the higher your risk is, even if you're being careful. And with this specific yeah. kink, 
I'm not. This is like the top of the like, kink pole. Yeah, it's not. Well, honey, we ain't even got into scat play, so there's uh, not. Oh, we talked about scat play, but, but what about blood is... letting? Okay, I don't exactly. even know what that is. See, look, she's dropping more. Come on now. Oh, Wait, we on, ain't doing a whole lot of kinks right, now. So, not but... today. <laughs> oh, we will save that for another day. But the, the biggest thing that you're going to kind of put yourself at risk for is urinary tract, tract infections. infections. Uh, because if you don't have sterile equipment or, you know, mm-hmm. let's face it, sometimes your vibrator sleeps under your pillow. Mm-hmm. And you can't just be sticking rods in your penis that ain't sterile. Right. You're going to need a lot of lube. And the same for women, right? I know we yeah, talked about sex be... toys the last time with you. Can those lead to UTIs Absolutely. as well? Okay. But also, I want to be honest, most of the literature looks at men when it comes to this kink. Sounding, However, yeah. when it comes to sounding, it can be done with women it's just not as popular right i don't even see that as so i think the idea is really the the idea of like how like opening your the the that hole is um it's also known as it's spelled m-e-a-t-u-s meteus that's the little hole that's what that's called but when you you know of anyone that's done this Mm -hmm. but if you get a prince albert if you know anybody that has a prince albert that that is very similar because what's a prince albert it's where you pierce the penis ah yes my friend was fucking someone that had like um, and it goes inside though it it, it usually goes in the medias and is pierced that way so it hangs okay. off it wouldn't it, you wouldn't cross sect what about the, in. the balls that uh, uh, having like she was fucking someone that had piercings but they were like balls inside his dick oh and she, like, the that's different one. yeah, yeah. Like, the under, like, like rib for your pleasure yeah, yeah it's like the implants, implants. Yeah, okay. that's yeah. a little different that's, that's not sounding because that's just gonna go under the skin, the, skin. Mm-hmm. the a prince albert <laughs> actually goes into the medias and you pierce that way but again those of you who are into that, super cool. That's I'm all for we it for you. Shame. If you we like it, I love it. I'm finna yuck your yum. Mm-hmm. But please be sure you're being safe. Like, if yeah. you have multiple partners, make sure you're getting tested regularly, regularly please. Yeah. And understand that if you're not concerned about HIV or STIs, a urinary tract infection might be coming your way. And that is not just because that's a urinary tract infection for, is like bacteria. For a lot of men who don't even normally get that. As oh, women, women, we can get it very easily, and, and basically, it's really awful. Yeah. You pretty much feel like you have to pee all day, all and you the can't time. pee, and, and it just, burns, and yeah, it's like it's, then two drops come out. Yeah, it's Jesus. not <laughs> fucking pleasurable. I would take a yeah. yeast infection over a UTI nope. any motherfucking day. Before that, I take BV because then I just smell fishy. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So it's just the not pussy fun. problems. It's we just have. not fun. Yeah. Not going. That was never the, the vagina diaries. Yes. <laughs> the best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not hundred percent sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, deputy opinion editor, and I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So we're going to get finally into our horrible decision. And of course, I don't think it's horrible that you're monogamous, but this is just, you know, the the segment of the show. And so for a lot of you that are listening, there's no need for me to break up what monogamy is. Um, But I do want to talk about kind of your relationship. You Mm -hmm. guys met in high school. Yes. Correct. Yes. And you said earlier in the show, you guys have been together for 14 years. Yes. In July. In July, it'll be 14 14 years years. uh, since we like, you know, decided that we go together. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So... I was kind of talking to Danny um, about this because I was like, so have you experienced cheating? And I heard a a no. So I'm like, wait, you guys have literally only been because you guys lost each other's virginity to each other. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you have only been with each other for the last 14 years. Correct. Now, to me, a wheezy, I don't motherfucking see how y'all do it. (laughs) I don't see how it's possible. Like I genuinely and, you know, I started real early. I, can, I don't even know the, the nigga name from now. Like, <laughs> it's been some motherfucking time. <laughs> so I wanted to ask um, kind of the dynamic of this relationship and how you feel like you guys have been able to maintain monogamy throughout the 14 years. Well, for me, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that I have an older brother. I have older cousins. I kind of seen what Faye went through. Okay. And I didn't want that. <laughs> you ain't want it. I didn't want what those was issues. It? What, what, just, what, what, you know, what was like it that, that you trying to want? juggle different women or just having issues with their significant other so they mess with somebody else. Like, it was just those things that I seen and I was just like, yeah, I don't want to have to deal with that. And then but my parents, they've been together, what, 26 years? No, Longer 20, than that. That's, they met when they were like 18, 19. Oh, wow. So yeah. I, I also have that experience seeing that. Okay. But with... Danny, it was always clear that if I was, I could do, I can only do two things that she'll leave me, mm-hmm. and that's cheat or beat. Yeah. So if I cheat she, on her, great or, motto, very if I cheat great on her motto. Or, or if I beat on her, then she's leaving. And you've made so. that clear from the very beginning. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I was like, those are my deal breakers. Everything else, I'm like, you know, we could pretty much probably, you know, work through, address something, but I don't. What you, was your upbringing that you were able to tell him, like, listen? this is what it is and you know because I feel like we talk about this often it has a lot like I grew up in a single parent household Mm -hmm. I've seen my mom and my dad both have multiple partners growing up Mm -hmm. so I I feel like maybe that's my mindset that this is normal but for you to see your parents together and then what was your bringing to make this seem like you know so my parents um, my parents were married for 22 something years before they got divorced Okay, and then so like they didn't separate until I was in college, but um, I come from a, 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 a family full of women who are strong, opinionated, intelligent, beautiful, all these things, and so it, it was never about taking shit from a man ever. And like okay. my, I have an older sister as well, and you know, um, and my sister's father and my mom didn't work out, and you know, and my mom was a single mother with my sister for up until my dad came along, and you know. My mom definitely still had that mentality of like, you know, you just you don't take shit from anybody and you don't tolerate disrespect or anything of the sort. So and I was honestly like I was encouraged to like like not necessarily like be 
uh, have a kink of the have like be kinky or not, not <laughs> right. that kink shame me either, but just like <laughs> they definitely encouraged me to like date to get out there because you to know go through your whole phase. To, yes, to go <laughs> pretty through much. My, yes, because I tell them all the time I'm like you took all my thought in years. I was like so we're here we're in this forever. I was like you took my best years and um, I mean you're still young. I know, but still like. <laughs> Right, you know, I would talk about society. You're like, wait, <laughs> you you can have a thought phase at any time of you're your right, life. You're right. You're <laughs> absolutely right. It's that's better that, as you get older. Yeah, as a matter of fact. <laughs> you know, that goes to that, that whole like the uh, societal norms that kind of always have been were impressed upon upon me. So basically, though, I um, oh god, I'm losing my train of thought. But basically, I come from a family where they would encourage me to date. I met him, and you know. He was so different. Like I'm, I, I didn't expect to date a guy who was like so very sure about how he felt about me. I was expect, I was like, oh, it's my first little boyfriend, whatever. You know, get my little feet wet and in a dating pool. And he was like, you're it. I was like, I'm good. And I was, and I, I mean, I, there were times where like it made me scared. Like I was like, sir, you are very like, we're 17. Like what are you talking about? And but I kind of was just like, you know what? I'm gonna ride this thing till the wheels fall off and see what happens. And like. They just haven't fallen off. Now, for both of you, have you guys, have either of you reached a point where maybe you wanted to see what else was out there? And if you guys did, kind of, how did you guys bring it back to this is who I want to be with? I wouldn't say that I wanted to see. Now, see, with having the older brother and and the cousins, (laughs) you get to hear the stories. Right. So, you know, I can, you know, I can live through them. them. (laughs) So... But, but but for me, um, one thing as I got older and, and you know, when, when we got married, we started speaking to other married people, one thing to always say is, like, could you imagine somebody else pleasuring pleasuring your significant other? Right. We talk about pleasuring them all the time. Or pleasuring them better than you can. Right. And they said, it, if you can't, then there's no reason to, like, leave or cheat or anything like that. So that's one of the things that kind of stuck with me. I think also, too... We might be non-monogamous, or that's what you and Weezy might subscribe mm-hmm. to. You know, mm-hmm. I don't even who knows what I subscribe <laughs> to. But I think that for me, yeah, I study human sexual behavior. Right, but sometimes that doesn't involve touching or sex or sex, mm-hmm. right? Penis, vagina, penetration, sex mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. You know, sex, and I've said this a billion times. I'll say it again: from the womb to the tomb, <laughs> honey, <laughs> sex is going to be a part of your life, yeah. right? But as we age and as we go through different spaces in our life, that looks very different. And mm-hmm. that looks... And we look for more than it, just sex. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It becomes different and you become turned on and you become intimately satisfied mm-hmm. in very different ways. So mm-hmm. I think this is... I think it's so... Honestly, I was on another radio show and <laughs> a guy just called in. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm getting married in a month and my wife and I are virgins and then you called me yeah. that day and <laughs> was like, like i want you to come on with these people yeah and it's i was su- like perfect it's, it's it's also something so i also wanted to talk about um me and danny had a conversation when i was talking about my my surgery mm-hmm. and you sent me a picture from, from my wedding day from her wedding day and since the wedding day um, she's put on weight as most women do with kids, with stress, with life, with age, with love, with love. love <laughs> yes. yes. And so, um, just us, we, we both talked about just our body image and we've gotten a lot of, lot of letters from men and women about shifting with their body image and pleasing their partner or not feeling as confident in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Was that something that you were able to notice? And, and if so, how did you guys talk through this? Um, when it came to, you know, just change yeah well i'll I'll say this so that way he can has the go ahead to to say his part (laughs) i definitely had like 
would have like confidence issues like as I you know put on the weight and you know not feeling at um not wanting to be intimate yeah. as often because I have my own insecurities and I don't like how things look on me and then you know consequently he would end up kind of missing out because <laughs> because of it so I'll you know I'll let you go from there I mean for me it, it didn't matter um, okay because like I've always told her, you know, I'm going to love you at your biggest, at your smallest. It, it's just, Aww. I'm with her. So, you know, I mean, you go through that. Um, I think watching her pregnant definitely changed my mind looking at all women. And how was that? Because seeing her body go through what it, what it went through, seeing her sacrifice that, it made oh, me wow. just say, like, you know what? Oh, you know, there's other women out here, you know. We grew up in a society that everyone's supposed to be a certain way. They're supposed to look a certain right. way, act a certain way. Um, they're supposed to be, like, the most beautifulest with the smallest body. Mm-hmm. And that's not how it really is. Um, but seeing that, is, it was just like, wow, like, women can do it all. Like, <laughs> they can literally do it all. And, and for me, the fact that she sacrificed her body to make me a father, it was just like... How whack of it would it be of me to be like, I'm not attracted to you no more because you gain weight. Like, right. You know, you gain weight. We'll, you know, we'll get through it together at the end of the day. But seeing that sacrifice made me made me realize that it was bigger things than the body. So, I mean, she's still who she is. I know that's right. Look at me. I'm over here with the emoji face with the little hard (laughs) eyes coming out. Like, oh, so I. I'm constantly on Twitter. I'm mm-hmm. constantly on social media, and I read a lot. It seems like people think of monogamy as a relationship where you kind of fight to know that that's who loves you more mm-hmm. than actually enjoying the relationship. And I say that to say there's a lot of people, um, and there was actually just a, a female who wrote us about snooping mm-hmm. and looking for things mm-hmm. to make it look look everybody in the room rolled their eyes yeah. but i think it's a huge thing because when you're in a monogamous relationship you're not cheating you're not supposed to be having other partners you're not supposed you're not supposed to be doing all of these things mm-hmm. and yet because we grow up in this society where we do where people are cheating people are having babies on each other a lot of women feel the need to snoop mm-hmm. to, to try to find their man and doing something wrong mm-hmm. um i guess i would like for you to share with our listeners how you keep from doing that or if you have what went through your mind look TJ yeah, TJ like I, I want to know if you have if you have done yeah, that no, <laughs> I ha- you know what I haven't like I really I, and I mean and do you have you had friends that have oh and, I, that's why when I made that right. that's because I've got plenty of friends who went through they niggas phone and right. was like and then they you know I get the text messages like Danny oh my god and I was like you know when you go looking for something you find it you tend to find it and um, you've been with him for 14 years and you've never snooped? Like, looking through his, like, no. For I what? mean, he, I mean, she has all my passwords. It, it, oh, you a good one. Yeah, like, you a good one. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just but, not. It, I if was it's never, up in a hot, sorry. Okay. I don't want to catch you up. Thank you, thank you. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine, it's so, fine. <laughs> for us, yes, and for me, for, and for me specifically, I think that the reason why this works and the reason why this came to be is because I think in my heart of hearts I've just never been one for the games and never mm-hmm. been one for the stress I'm not a person who likes to argue I'm not a person who likes to be wrapped up in drama I don't mm-hmm. thrive on it so for whatever reason whoever you believe in brought me and him together and have us still together it must be because that's what I needed and as far as snooping I have I have no reason to snoop because he doesn't give me one he, there was there's never been anything that unless he's the best 
at at, at, at hiding something, which but it has just never been a Ain't. reason. <laughs> Ain't the best. And so he he wears his heart on his sleeve. He tells everything, <laughs> but. He's just, a bad liar, yeah. basically. And okay. So there's there's just never been a reason for me to even think to be like, mm, like, what's he doing? And and then go from there. And I, I think that's also probably a reason why you guys have been able to stay together for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when when people get into relationships and they're looking for mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. bad things or they're snooping through the phone, the emails, you're searching for something. So it's like, how happy are you? Mm-hmm. What what do you need from this partner? To prove that he loves you. Hold on. You you look like you're ready you for something. something. To say. She got something for us. Michelle, go ahead. What you got to say about the snooping topic? Okay, I have a couple things to say. Okay. <laughs> so first and foremost, um, if you feel like you have to snoop, it's time for you to get out of that relationship. I agree. That's I agree. one. Um, two, snooping and things like that, that is the basis and start of unhealthy um, yep. relationships. You're not trusting mm-hmm. each other. Not, not trusting and I think that you have to reevaluate people that snoop. I had a friend for a long time Share who the story, always girl. got in relationships that was drama filled. <laughs> <laughs> and even myself, I have had to recently do some reflection mm. on my experiences in relationship and how abusive some of the relationships I've been in. And maybe they didn't come with physical abuse, but it came with uh, emotional, emotional abuse mm-hmm. yep. and things like snooping is rooted in that kind of control mm-hmm. and jealousy all of which would be on a power and control wheels mm-hmm. telling you your relationship is shitty mm-hmm. or that wait not, not shitty but probably not the healthiest mm-hmm. so i always say first relationship starts with self mm-hmm. and you have to evaluate that and you also need to look at the history of your relationships i'm sitting with mm-hmm. two people mm-hmm. who had experience with long-term relationships mm-hmm. and they they saw people role modeling the behavior that to get to a to successful yeah. relationship and then because you know i i although i am a woman of all things <laughs> mm-hmm. um, corinthians 13 4 through 8 love is patient love is kind Mm-hmm. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. Mm-hmm. Yep. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It Whoa. always protects, always trusts, <laughs> always hopes, and always preserves. Mm-hmm. So how in the world are you going to tell somebody you love them yep. and they go through their cell phone? Mm-hmm. Like that to me doesn't... Makes sense. And then I think we have to ask ourselves, well, hold on, Booski, how much do you love yourself <laughs> mm-hmm, if right. you got to snoop, snoop on yep. your partner? And I mean that for both men and mm-hmm. women. Yeah. I've never been a snooper. Me and neither. The one time I, I was. one time and I did and find I learned some my shit. Lesson. I, listen, but, I ain't you know, But then again, I was like, oh, Lord, don't let them snoop on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not sitting here saying right. I'm the end all or be all, but what you guys have, like, I. Right, we're little yeah, and we and we always and we get that and 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 we I always like I appreciate it, but I always I I always try to impress upon people is like don't like ever put us on some not to say y'all are but don't like people have tried to like put us on a pedestal about what we are what they like oh that's so great I wish I could have that and. We always like really ex- we, like we've gone through it. We've had we've it's come tough. to some crossroads <laughs> before. When we were dating about how we want to proceed with each other. We it's been tough. We've said hurtful, horrible things to each other. We, right, you know, but we've come back to it, and it's just like, and I think you know nowadays, yeah, we might be more like the exception than the rule, but that's just this is just our. I was gonna say I, I love this because if you ask me, all niggas cheat. I, no. here, I know, but you're sitting here telling me you haven't. You're sitting here nope. telling me that you don't snoop, and a lot of men would assume all women are snoopers. Mm-hmm. And so for me to sit here and see that 
monogamy does work in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> this is something to where, you know, as as I said, we talk about so many non-monogamous relationships, mm-hmm. polyamory, um, open relationships, swinging, yeah. and we discuss so many of this. We, we just had a person come on here um, who, Tayomi, she talks mm. about free love. Yeah. And... And she literally, you know, went into saying, um, and her partner said that there's no love above any other love, that we can love all the same. And yeah. to me, you guys went in front of the Lord, went in front of someone mm-hmm. and vowed to be together. Um, and so clearly this this bond right here and the love that you guys have for each other are different than the love that yeah. y'all may have for yeah. a friend yeah. or a homegirl. You know. Danny was different um, in the sense that she allowed me to be myself. I never had to change who I was. Mm. I never had to worry about it it was never like i had to say i'm lying to go out with chill my friends because she didn't like my friends she knew who my okay. friends were and she knew that my friends some of them were were dogs <laughs> but she trusted me you mm-hmm. know i'm allowed to go to important. the strip club with her without her so the fact that she trusts me like i went to toronto for um all-star, All-Star weekend. weekend and she yep, had I'm no going in two weeks <laughs> <LA>. <laughs> she had no issues <laughs> and everybody was just like how did you pull that off? And it's just like this is our relationship. Like and it's also so many people have that. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I I encourage. I'm like, go yeah. be with your friends. Like, yo. like Tupac been... said, you can run the streets with your thug. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. No, but nope. I, I think it's. I think what you're saying is so right. And I think when people do get into these relationships, it's a your mind. You can only do what I want you to do. Don't do this. No. Don't do that. Red flag. Run. And. The one thing that I did like um, about what Tayomi mentioned was feeling the possessiveness mm-hmm. when you commit to monogamy. <laughs> you're looking at me crazy. I did because I don't, I, I don't think that if you're going to get into a relationship with someone, you should feel like they're your property. But the idea of saying when you're in monogamous relationship, possessiveness sounds crazy it to does. me. It does. I, I am a person, and I feel like both of you, with the either you, if you cheat or beat, you out the door. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm the type of person, honey. You are a beautiful bird in my life, and the cage door is always open. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. a bird cage of love, mm-hmm. and when you don't feel that love, please fly free. Mm-hmm. I like that. Maybe why I'm single. But, um, <laughs> you know, I got some repairs to do on the cage, but still, I think, like, mm-hmm. it's true. Like, possessiveness in relationships, red flag for an mm-hmm. abusive relationship. I honestly think that we have been indoctrinated to believe that we're in healthy relationships when really we're in abusive so, yeah. relationships. Absolutely. We, our society has truly normalized we, that. We, we attach jealousy, abuse, um, all of these things With to love. love. Yeah. It's and crazy. it's like, it's crazy because love should not mean he beating your ass. Love should not mean you're a psycho. Ta- you're, you know that, Girl, oh my stalker. God, he's stalking me. Girl. He loved me. Exactly. Those that- those things shouldn't be associated but, with yeah. each but other. But that's my friend that I was started this whole thing with. <laughs> Jesus. She <laughs> said, girl, if there ain't no drama, it ain't no love. I was like, what? bitch, you are crazy. Lies, you tell. Yeah. You is, and, what? and she I always has no some drama. And what's super crazy about it is that her last relationship before the one that she's in now ha- escalated to a point where she almost... She got arrested because he violated a restraint. He had been beating her, violated a restraining oh, order, and he showed up somewhere and she had a pistol and she shot at him, missed him, and the judge let it clear because he was like, 
he was a very large man, and I'm, I don't want to give out any other details yeah. right. because it would tell the story, but he, he, her li- she honestly felt like her life was in danger, and it was. So yeah. they the charges were dropped on her, but still to have to, to go feel like through that's that. Love. That's a yeah. That's insane. Yes, yes. You should and never she be scared ch- of no. the person you love. You should never be in fear of the person you love, and you should never feel like, you know, like, Drama, hard times, good times ha- happen, but it should not be the basis of your relationship. The norm. The right. norm. Like- also, something else that, that you said that really, really resonated with me, um, you said that you could be yourself. Mm-hmm. And, okay. I, and, and to me, that's the number one thing. Even when I'm around somebody who, you know, may or may not become my boyfriend, knowing that I can genuinely be myself, I was listening to The Read, mm-hmm. and they had... Um, uh, quite a listener letter that came on. Apparently, the girl had been a prostitute years before she got I heard sex worker. Yes, sex, sex worker. worker. Correct well, terms. That was her legit. That, that was, was her. That was her term. Oh, it was her in the term. letter. Yes, it was okay, her then term. I'll in the letter. Take that. She yeah. was. A, she girl, was, well, you was a sex worker. She was a sex worker prior to getting into this relationship, and I believe they were about to get married. Yeah, she, she was about to. She was about to marry somebody. She kind of like put a bug in his ear. Like I, I, I have something, something to, to tell you. you. And now he's pressing her. <laughs> and and she now, she, get... now she's just like, is this something that I should tell him? Because is it something that he'll leave me for? And so when you sat here and said, I could just be myself. I feel like anybody who you want to engage with or want to fulfill a relationship or love and, and be with someone for long term, mm-hmm. I think it's important that they know who you are yeah, you and what honest. you've done and, and the growth that you've been through mm-hmm. and how you want to continue growth. What is your thought on that? I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> I don't know how long they've done been together. Did it say in the letter? Five years. There okay, know. guess well, she what? And the, details. The, and, and, and the context of it was that she was in an abusive relationship and her it was a pimp. Partner, he pimped her out. He, he was abusing her and forcing her to, for to, money. to yeah. have sex for money to fulfill. Uh, um, to fulfill oh, his, his lifestyle. Well, so, even more not her fault. Right. Like, totally not her fault. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say this. Okay. I'm Honey, listening. that's not a bomb you drop five years after being with somebody. Yeah. I, I agree. That, and listen, that, and that's what she yeah. was And I'm not slut shaming. They gave very good advice about it. They did. I'm not slut shaming. I'm not victim blaming because I'm broken hearted for the predicament that she is in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to that, it is my hope that she has gone through some counseling because the layers of yeah. of what that is. Mm-hmm. It, I love you, the read, but let's face it. She needs professional Absolutely. help. Absolutely. And it would, it, it like, I don't know what's going to happen with her story, but it would break my heart if he left her. Mm-hmm. However, and that's, her concern. Uh, yeah. and how, and that's what they encouraged. They said, like, if you haven't already gotten help or yeah, y'all got to, to. Like, or on your own, they were like, you should. And then like, or if you're, Beyonce obviously has to grapple with this bomb dr- being dropped that y'all can they can seek counseling together as well yeah. to work through it. So it's they need both. She yeah, needs they, her they, own, and, own and, and together they need because together. I think it's important for a lot of men to know. Um, of course, there's a lot of slut shaming going on. The whole fucking conversation about body count. Um, that's society. <laughs> it's terrible, yeah. and, and that's what we're saying with the society and what they bring. I think it's important for for men to start looking at women as as human beings and not objects or or ruined things because they've damaged had past goods. damaged goods. But I feel like as you get older, at least for me, I can't okay. speak for myself. And mind you, I do want to talk about because you keep saying older. I was like, you, 30, 29? I'll be 30 soon. That's what I'm saying. No. I want y'all to know, this isn't a, this, this, oh, this, no. this, when I say that, this though, isn't a, a couple that's in their 60s. Like, my, you guys are our listeners. My ages. ideas, though, have, have changed. Okay. I've, I've, I've been one who 
you know, you and your friends talk and she has bodies. You don't you don't you don't wife her because she has bodies. But as I'm older, I'm like, people go through things. I don't know what, what she went through in her life that she had a whole bunch of bodies. But if I like her and this is who I want to be with and I'm going to be with, like, I don't care about that. But society tells us we're not supposed to. It's crazy because as but women, we, we're not supposed to care how many women, women a men have slept with. Most of the time, yeah, I don't. We don't at all. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's a man could have around. been with a thousand women, literally a thousand women, before being with me. As long as he's clean and he ain't got the Fetty Wap type of baby yeah, mamas, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm cool. We were talking about that the other day. How like the society difference is like women are allowed to not allowed to, but women more are more accepting, whereas gentle gentlemen, whereas men are more like nah, like. We're, we're, we're looking for things so that society can say it's okay. Like, we're looking for society to be like, yep, this is okay for us to, to date this person or like this person. You know, I have so many friends who've said they wouldn't mess with someone with a child. And my thing is, you know, why? The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I just, I, I personally just wish men would start thinking about their dicks in the sense of a car. There you go. If your dick the was a mileage. Bugatti, would you, not even the mileage, but if your dick was a Bugatti, would you park it in every parking garage? Ooh. Would mm-hmm. you pull up to every valet? If it was a janky ass valet, they ain't got on no uniforms, but they got on orange vests. <laughs> would you let that motherfucker drive your Bugatti? Probably not. Right. Yes. And I think that if men started like men, start respecting your dick. There you mm-hmm. go. Like your dick but is that special. Also, that also starts back from childhood. Absolutely. They want men are the men when they sleep with as many women and they bag this shorty and yep. do this. As far as women, we are taught to protect. Yeah, yes. but that's why we in a sexual revolution that right we are now. right now, and we're right. doing podcasts yeah. like this. Yeah. And, and I, I think that goes back to what Michelle was saying earlier. You know, it starts at the home. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Because like my mother. My mother taught, taught me about sex. Right. We had that conversation, and you know, me and my father didn't talk about it. But my father also would have never condoned me having a whole bunch of women or anything like that. So, okay, that was my upbringing. I can't say that for right. everybody else, but it definitely starts at home. Right, I definitely on, think on, on what you absolutely. Yeah, I mean, one of the first things that my sister, you know, when I first started dating him, and because she was trying to prepare me for what was 
or maybe could have been likely as far as when you're dating, when you're a teenager with boys cheating and all that stuff. You know, she tried, she told me she was like, look, she was like, for some boys, she was like, pussy is pussy is pussy is pussy. So don't, you know, just, she was trying to prepare me for what she thought could be the case. And so, and I think that kind of lends to what you said, which is that, you know, you guys are, because the body count stigma isn't associated with them, they can't, they, they have this, like, go-ahead to run through however yep. many women, no matter how, you know, questionable her coochie might be. <laughs> uh, and questionable so Questionable the experience was. Yeah, yes. There you go. So, um, but whereas, like, women are, like you said, taught to, like, you have to protect, you have to, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so that's why, like, these things are, are taught to people who are young. And I mean, and... I took that. I took heed to it absolutely because that the only I, I had no experience. So right. the, the only thing I could do was go off of what everyone else was telling me, and so I did prepare myself for that. It wasn't my own personal experience, but it absolutely has been the experience of so many people I'm friends with that in my and people in my family, things like that. So now we may have listeners who have been in similar relationships like you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a question as to how do you guys keep it spicy? How do you guys keep the love intimate? How do you guys keep it to where it's exciting? Do you guys have any secrets to that? You know, full transparency, I think it kind of like, it ebbs and flows. Okay. It, it, <laughs> she loved that answer. The truth. Yes. There you Finally. Go. Because we have our, you know, our, we, I mean, obviously, listen, I'm, a, I'm human. I have needs and I have feelings and so does he so if it didn't feel good it would be really really bad like it'd be you know if that part wasn't you know you know because that was you know right before we got married and you know people would ask me like are you okay with having the same dick the rest of your life and I was like yeah I'm fine and I'm like you know they were like are you like nobody else and I was like I was like I, I can't miss what I don't know you know oh. and that's and that's my that's experience so to saying that to say um we keep it as spicy as we can, but yeah, we got, we have moments, you know, periods of where it's like can't keep our hands off each other, and then we have periods where it's like good night, and then right. you know we roll over and we you know, and then especially now you add in parenthood, yeah, this it's been ten months of that beautiful little girl, but <laughs> I, we'd be lying if you said like oh we're getting it in, you know, once those six weeks were up, we were back at it, but it's mm-hmm. it is, you know. For me, I've always, and this has sometimes been a point of contention for us, but, you know, for me, it's kind of like, I think I accept that it ebbs and flows a little bit more than maybe you do sometimes, but he also is right, like, you know, we still want to be, he still wants to, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, like, you you just want to feel close to me, like, you want to, and so I have to understand that, too. Um, So, I mean, that's my take on it. Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree with that. I think it's more, you know, since having... Our daughter, it's definitely been different. So I understand her being tired, but sometimes you can still say, babe, I got you. <laughs> I got you. You know what? It's, it's been a while, but I got you. But that's the growing thing, you know? Yep, and, as an adult. And, and that's how we're able to, to, to work. Some days, sometimes it's, it's we're going crazy. Sometimes it's not as crazy, but we're working on it. We are able to have that communication and be able to keep it going, you know? And, I like that. and we're okay with, you know, I mean, we look up stuff and read <laughs> stuff and, you know, just different things like that. So I yeah. think listening to this podcast, it kind of makes you a little it bit. It forces the conversation. <laughs> yeah. It does. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> that's what we hope to do. I want to know, um, mm-hmm. do do different things turn you on now that 
then turned you on 14 years ago yeah like you know <laughs> I'll give you an example. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I once dated someone. Sex with me, <laughs> but like you know, when I would come home from a long day, and there was like a five pound bag of Totino's pizza rolls in the freezer. I got a little. Like, my panties got a little wet. Yeah. <laughs> but like I told that person to order new pillows, and then I see a box of pillows. Oh shit! See, that's and that's like the talk about like the love language thing. Yeah. So like yeah. for me, you know, when I was seventeen, it was just the fact that like. This is like new and shiny. Right, we like got excited. Sex. We got excited like about the, head back yeah, then. Exactly. I was just like, I need a little bit more than head. Yeah. So <laughs> that, so like the the, for me it was having sex. Period was like the turn on, and it, it yep. and you know we were we were young and like. I wasn't, you know, supposed to be over his house. So it was kind of like that sneaky thing, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes of like trying to hurry up and do it and then, mm-hmm. you know, go home and <laughs> do some homework. <laughs> and then now it is like you took like with the love languages for me, it's like, oh, he put the dishes in the dishwasher. Oh, girl, he finna <laughs> get it tonight. Exactly. Like, yep. oh, my goodness. He put he gave the baby a bath. Thank <laughs> God. Like, yeah, like and it's it's those little things mm-hmm. for for me that. It, when you do things to make my life easier, mm-hmm. it shows me it's more, it's beyond just the dishes. It's beyond just put, giving the baby a bath. It's showing me that you see I have a lot going on and you care to take things off my plate. That shows you care enough about me to make um, time out of your day to do something for me. Even if it's and it could be the smallest things, but yeah. they so like, yeah, those things, you know, make me more excited right. because it's just like I feel cared for. And so therefore, I would like to show I care for him. So. Oh, look. He's like, yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm having all the loving feelings. <laughs> yeah, right I hope. Now. I was trying to bring I'm the like, love. I'm a boyfriend. <laughs> like, see, when you get into that, hopefully, like, when you get to that, when that day comes in, uh, and you, you have a resource. You can bounce. She's young. Yes, she is. Yeah, she Y'all got to stop saying that. I'm grown yeah. as fuck. Nah. I mean, you grown, but. I'm 27. Uh, okay. I'm almost 30. Yeah, that okay. prefrontal <laughs> cortex just yeah. crystallized. But I am boom. 30, so, like. <laughs> and I'm older than all y'all mother truckers. It's crazy because I wish that. That we had more time um, and I wanted to let you guys know that Danny has actually been somebody that I've spoken to off this um, show she be checking me y'all y'all might think that I just be on here reckless <laughs> so I've openly discussed having relations with married men mm-hmm. um, and this is something that Danny hit my line like listen girl you know I love you mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I need to understand where your mind is and she literally sat there and talked to me as a wife and was like, I couldn't imagine. I mean, she was funny. She mm. was like, I hope TJ never make that much money to where I, f- yeah. I gotta feel like he, he paying a bitch. Exactly. But um, he can't be sugar daddy status. <laughs> right. No, no sugar daddy status for nobody. <laughs> um, but we had this open dialogue to where she literally. I don't know. Do you remember any of the questions that you asked me? I I, I remember asking. I I remember being like, well, how do you know that they're telling? Because I know you said that. You operate under you. T- you take their word for it. Basically, is yeah. what I got was that they say like, "Oh, my wife's cool with it," and so this is why you know we can proceed. And you're like, "Sure." And my question was like, "Well, how do you know for sure? Like, even though you're, it's, right. you have every intention of not bring any drama to his doorstep. What guarantees you that they're that not going to bring not it? Snooping and it's, it's, and, and, right. they, and then somebody's going to be knocking on your door or in your phone and your mentions. Right. And then you know, and I, I see how it could be. Maybe what my wife had on. I just saw how many ways it could be problematic. And right. You know, that and was so the thing. We, we had the conversation, and I, and I told her, I mean, I know that I've been attacked as far as, well, karma this and karma that, and you shouldn't do this, and you shouldn't mm-hmm. look for that. Um, and I literally sat here and told um, Danny, I was like, I mean, to me, that's kind of on the husband. 
Um, and it's wrong for me, yes. I, I mean, and I could sit here and say morally wrong in the sense of monogamy and what we're taught in our culture and society today. Mm-hmm. However, I also have pinned it to me having dealt with Africans and them having being able to have a plethora of wives mm-hmm. and all the wives knowing and all the girlfriends knowing about each other. The same they in different religions and in different parts of the mm-hmm. world, which I've been able to travel. This is something that is normal. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Is my karma coming to me because I live in America? Is it coming to me because, and I don't conform to a religion. So I, you know, I do believe in a higher power in God, but the Christian values I don't follow. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I was talking to you about this, I kind of said these things Mm -hmm. like, you know, and I would love, uh, Michelle is over there, you know, (laughs) and I don't want to sit here and because I loved everything that Danny brought to me, like, well, this could hurt the wife. I I know I would feel this way. Mm -hmm. And I just appreciated you being there to have that open dialogue with me because I know that some of the things that I do say can be hurtful or mm-hmm. have people, you know, raising their eyebrow like, yeah. what the fuck is this hoe-ass bitch talking about? <laughs> like, she really believes her nonsense. And I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I appreciate you hitting me. And um, I don't know, did you have anything <laughs> to say about that? Well, I, I think... I sit in a space where I've been on both sides of the fence. Okay. I had. She, she was married at one point. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I was a, in a domestic partnership as close to marriage as mm-hmm. you can get. And I was. And the person um, cheated on me with a trans sex worker. Mm. Um, and then in addition to that, um, I have had situations where I was um, a mistress to a married man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the betrayal I get yeah, that's the, the questions of safety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you stepping out on me and doing what? And mm-hmm. how do I know you're being safe? And exactly. now you can. So that all went through my head. Um, and then on top of that, um, you know, the, the married man was very unhappy and mm-hmm. um, it got to a point where they were calling me at crazy times. So to mm-hmm. go to like, I was like, yo, you can't kill yourself. You have two kids. And if I have to, I will call your wife. Mm-hmm. And tell her that you need help. Right. And so that was oftentimes when those situations arise and, and whether now men who have open relationships and it play and that's polyamory, that's different. Each one is different. But a written like permission this. slip, girl. Yeah. A written, I'm going to need a uh, written. Give me a video recording And of I'm going to need to see a copy of the driver's okay. license to double back the signature. Exactly. But yeah. like and so that's something. another thing that I said. There's a lot of um, different, um, I guess, I don't want to say relation. Well, I guess, yeah, there's a lot of different type of relationships and agreements that people have when they go into a bond. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I do feel like it's not my responsibility to find out what bond these two people have. Mm -hmm. And I, like I said, I just want to appreciate again, you Mm -hmm. for opening that up to me and really realizing that, listen, this nigga could be lying and maybe I could hurt somebody or could potentially tear apart a happy home. And it's not my intention ever, but again, it's, it's kind of just like, I like to be as open as possible, um, and I expect the man to as well. And I think that the man vowed to the woman to to hold that together. Yes, I, uh, yeah, I know. I, you're I, like, I, yeah. I think for me, my concern would be, you know, Mandy, you getting hurt, right? And that's what I said to her. I was like, you know, I would. My concern would be then it's just again, like it's just like if somebody like rolls up on you because you know you. Sometimes it's like I think a matter. Sometimes like due diligence, like you know, you're, it's not your responsibility because you did make the vows. But I I worry because I'm because 
if, if there's one thing, of course, if you meet somebody, he's single and he lies about being married. Mm-hmm. And there's another thing if he's saying I'm married, but she's okay with it. But then what proof do you have? And then he ain't it's, never going to leave. Never, yeah. Yeah. He ain't never going to leave. And I don't, 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 don't want them to. No, and I don't have the expectation of them mm-hmm. leaving. But that, that's what I'm saying. I think each is different. Um, and I do just want the listeners to know that when I meet women um, that have different mindsets or aren't playing the mistress because I have such a wide range of friends. Danny was able to open up that conversation to me and that dialogue and we were able to share where each of us came from. And so I want the listeners to know that I'm not up here spewing ignorant shit and not listening because I definitely through this journey and through this podcast, I want us to continue learning Mm -hmm. and continue to bring these dialogues to people that aren't me or Weezy or me and Michelle Mm -hmm. or Danny and TJ Mm -hmm. and everyone who's listening to talk about this with your friends, with your partners. Um, I want to thank all of you guys for coming on today. Thank you for having um, us. Where can they hear more from you guys? Again, do you want to drop? You got a kid. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, Lovers Quarrel, you can, um, as our podcast, you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, anywhere that you can listen to a podcast. Um, We're on Instagram as Lovers Quarrel Show. We'll be posting the information yes, for all of you Yes, and you can follow us at Lovers Quarrel 7 on Twitter. TJ's better with, better with Twitter than I am, though. <laughs> so you'll see a lot of things from him. So okay. Sometimes I got to put, like, yeah, you TJ. Do. Oh, yeah, we started doing that, too. Sometimes we I don't, put M and, yeah. and W. Yeah, for... Sometimes I don't agree with what he puts. <laughs> well, well, that's why, that's why yeah. I got to let people know it's me. Yeah. Of course, of course. And then Michelle, you got what you got going on that these people need. Okay, February 19th, we know that. Right. Highline Ballroom. Highline Ballroom here in New York. Uh, February 20th Mm. is the book drop. So go pre-order Girl's Guide to Sex Education. March 10th, if you are in the D.C. metro area, we doing a live podcast, Mind Over Matter. Thank you so much. We're partnering together uh, for um, Women's Women's History Month. And guess what we doing? We talking about sex, we talking about sexuality, but we also do an HIV testing. So you want to come out, mm-hmm. you want to get and tested. This is in DC, correct? Yes, DC. Nice. Um, know your status. I'll be um, like posting that. And then um, I got some other things coming up, but you know. Okay. And again, if y'all love Michelle like we do, y'all can follow her everywhere at MH Sexpert. Also, you guys can follow us on Instagram, um, Twitter. At horrible underscore decisions and at horrible pod. Also, this is your girl Mandy B. Follow me at Full Core Pumps everywhere. Thanks again to all of our patrons. And I do also want to give a, a, a huge shout out if you guys are listening. Love the audio. If you guys like the video, we've been recording at Gotham Podcast Studio um, here on Church Street in New York City. So if you guys are looking to start a podcast as well, um, they're very, very, very affordable. Y'all know me, me and Weezy ain't got them coins like that. <laughs> um, but they're very affordable. Check them out. We'll be putting their information as well in the description. So So thank you guys. This has been yet another episode of Horrible Decisions. Bye. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.